I'd really like it if we got something that was like an R-rated movie set in the normal MCU. I think you could do some really interesting stuff with that. Yeah. There's, there's definitely characters you could play with that and, and make them really oh, interesting. Oh, that wasn't like one of the fringe movies? Yeah. Who, who would it be? I have no idea. But uh, no, I mean, no, no, like, no, no. I'm asking who you would pick. I mean, if I got to do it, I would do an R-rated Spider-Man movie in, an, in a minute. Like hard R where he's going up against something really messed up because that happens sometimes in the comics. Like you True. get serial killers and people that are just straight up monsters. I do an R-rated Hulk movie. That would be great. That would you could probably do a, just you be could, like you could do a great horror film essentially. Oh, just people get yeah. smashed left and right. It would be. Re- I would actually really like sort of uh, a Cloverfield esque found footage movie where Hulk it is, is the movie well or, or not Hulk just is Hulk, the, Hulk is the monster you could do just the Hulk is the monster but you could also just do this is the city as one of these attacks is going down mm. like mm-hmm. I think that could be a really interesting like one of those big like villain fights yeah just Avengers 1 you could do Avengers 1 that that's what this I is what that would actually on. be interesting yeah definitely yeah that'd be, re- that'd be really cool speaking of really cool um, our podcast, which you can find, our, no, 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 uh, <laughs> that's at the end of the podcast. Say, yeah, oh, sorry, uh, are we bad. done already? Yeah, <laughs> getting it all mixed up. Um, what are we watching tonight? But before that, who are you? <laughs> well, I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author, and uh, I have an X-shaped scar on my cheek. Uh, my name's Ryan. <laughs> um, I'm an operations manager here in Nashville. Uh, I don't know. I, I hit people with the back of my sword. There you go. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I'm Josh Birch. I'm a dude here in Nashville, and uh, I have red hair. And we're opinionated. And as you can probably tell, at least one of us, that being me, has no idea like anything about this movie. Uh, today, we're watching Roroni Kenshin. Mm-hmm. Roroni Kenshin came out in 2012. It has a 7.6 on IMDb. It was directed by Keishi Otomo, and it stars several names I'm going to butcher, I'm sure. Um, not the first one, though. J. Michael Tatum. Uh, no. I assume no, that's, he's, that's the, he's the voice. voice he's the voice. Oh, okay. Uh, as well as, I don't think we'll be doing the, the English one. So. It does not star J. Michael Tatum. <laughs> uh, it stars Takeru Sato, Yu Aoi, Emi Takei, Go Ayano, and several others. He's <laughs> good with that. I'm, I'm impressed. Good job. Thanks. A former assassin who is resolved to never kill again has his vow sorely tested. Ooh, I like the uh, I like the short premise. and sweet. Yeah, like I, this is okay. Have either of you ever seen the anime that this is based off of? Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ryan. Oh, so I've seen Samurai X, which okay. is or that whole series, yeah. which is the lead up, like when he was still Batu Sai. like oh, it's amazing. Adult side, it's one yeah. of my favorite animes ever. <laughs> Either um, way, whether you go from the original series to that or that to the original series, you're going to get some serious mood whiplash. Yeah, they are very different. <laughs> the series. tone is very different. Yes, <laughs> um, I watched a bit of Hironi Kenshin back when it was like on Toonami or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't like a faithful like watch every episode. I would just kind of mm-hmm. come in and out. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I've seen one episode of the anime, and I've read, I think, three chapters of the manga. Okay. Um, my girlfriend is a really, really big Roroni Kenshin fan, and because of that, I've like, I've said, hey, you know, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot, just to, you know, you love it, so why don't I try and see what it's all about? But I haven't gotten that far into it. As far as I've seen so far, uh, it's, I think he's just met. His female counterpart, whose name I can't remember because I've only seen one episode. Um, it seems interesting, but I don't really have enough experience with it to talk about it that much. I, I watched it a lot growing up when it was uh, on Toonami, like a yeah. lot like Ryan. Um, I've seen, I think, every episode more or less. Like I don't mm-hmm. know that I've seen every episode like in 
consecutively, but I watched it a lot whenever it was on, and I always enjoyed it. And it, I, the reason we're watching it tonight is because we've watched so many bad live-action anime adaptations, and this is supposed to be like the the one exception to that rule where you know there are some. I guess Death Note is, in my opinion, at least a, a pretty good ad- adaptation. The the, the live-action Death Note. He's talking the, about the Japanese. Not one. The Japanese one. The, oh, not the, the, the one two. we didn't watch. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, but this is uh one of the supposedly good live action anime adaptations and so I wanted to watch it again. I've seen it before. I remember enjoying it a lot, but I don't remember much else about it cuz I watched hmm. it around okay. when it did come out. Um but yeah, so well th- this should be good. Uh we've we've had our fill of crappy crappy live action anime. Yes, we have. Um so hopefully this is a nice break for us and our listeners. Um you haven't seen this movie yet. I haven't seen this movie nope. yet and you don't remember anything about this movie other than <laughs> liking it. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So let's go watch it. Excellent. All right. Sounds good. メオ様せばっとさい。新型鉄柱。この国は一つになり、新しい歩みを続けている。ところ。そこの男、俺が噂の一切りばっとさいか。ころ。やっせ。せっしゃ。ルローに果てのない旅の計画でござる。その傷、
it's a serious pact, right? It's not yeah. like you or I taking a pact not to kill. Like, oh man, Josh isn't gonna kill man. Thank goodness. <laughs> that's like, that's fair. Like, I, there's a reason that this is impactful. They're like, this right. dude's killed hundreds of guys. Right. Yeah. And they even reference that later. Like, one of the dudes he's fighting is like, you took an up an oath not to kill. It's a little late for that yeah. man. Right. What's yeah. your body count? <laughs> I I do wish that they had done something to show a little more of the the brutality of what he's doing. Because here in the beginning, it just looks cool. Like it it doesn't look so much. You know, like, like th- there's a scene later when uh, Gene is going through and killing the police officers. You're gonna have to remind officers. me who the Gene is, black eyed dude. Okay, okay, the the dude with the freaky eyes. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Um, there's a scene where he is, and I'm not gonna be able to remember a lot of the names in this to be sure. fair. So, well, which is why you're gonna have to call particular. him Freaky Eyes and yeah. stuff like that. Like he, Freaky Eyes is is the center of one of the arcs in the anime, and so that's why I remember his name in particular. Um, but there's a scene where he is going through and just slaughtering these police officers mm-hmm. and yeah. that has a lot more impact as far as like the brutality of murder and that kind of thing when Kinchin is doing it in this opening scene it's just super freaking cool looking it yeah. is and, and part of that is just because of how fast he is right yeah. like he he says later what, what's his what's his style it's the uh, soaring sword soaring yeah. sword yeah and he says okay I'm I use the soaring sword style and this is and its focus is one man against many yeah right and so mm-hmm. when you're doing that it, he has to be super fast, and he's going around slicing dudes. But I agree that when Freaky Eyes is is going to the police station, he's fighting like one or two dudes at once, mm-hmm. and you can see the brutality there. When Kenshin's doing it, it's it's you it's super fast and impressive, but it doesn't feel yeah, you don't really get it gruesome for him until like later in the movie where it's another flashback. Yeah, and it's not like look what I'm doing to all these other people. It's just like look how inhumanely I can kill this one guy. Yeah, exactly. Because that guy just keeps getting back yeah. up, man. But yeah, like it's just in this opening scene, it would work for me better if there was more like. More of what there is in that scene of like people on the ground screaming as they die. Like yeah. that would make, I think, this vow to not kill anymore more impactful, I think. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't want to necessarily turn your audience against your main character <laughs> yeah, like, right, right there in the first scene. In the first 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah especially right. when he's going to be acting like such a goofball in, in just a few minutes. Because when he first meets Kaoru and she's like keeps swinging at him, especially that moment where like she swings and he like ducks under it and hides behind her for a second <laughs> and she can't find him. Uh-huh. Like that's that's just really funny to me. I, I, I like that scene. And it gets across a lot of the personality of the character that I remember from the anime of enjoying. Because the thing that I really like about Kenshin is is that there's definitely two sides to him, at least in the anime. There's the complete goofball who is just a complete dork. And then there's the guy who's like, oh, crap, he's going to kill all of us. He's, he's, he's switched it on. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it. I, I, I compare this to another anime that I like a lot, uh, Trigun, where, you know, there's a char- the main character of that is very similar in that he also... He's a guy who uses a gun, but other than that, like he's very similar in that he also has taken a vow to never kill anyone. But I, I feel like that's not unique to those animes, though. That seems like an anime trope. I mean, Luffy in One Piece, oh, he's super goofy all the time, but when he's turned it on, okay, he's turned it on. Goku, oh, yeah. he's super goofy, but when he's turned it on, okay, he's you know he's a force to be reckoned with. But those characters are not doing it in in service of not killing someone. Like Luffy and 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 Goku, they're you know they'll turn it on and they're they're super bad. Yeah, also, they're just all like, sudden. oh, it's serious but, time. But taking it to the next level of oh now these guys are ready to kill when they are their entire existence is is kind of this dichotomy of they use this super brutal bloody weapon mm. but they will not kill using it when they turn that on it just has an extra layer of of coolness to me if that makes sense it's, I, I it's guess, slightly yeah. different yeah because i guess in those it's they've decided the situation calls for them to 
to abandon the belief that they the hold. belief that yeah. they've held because it's so important that, exactly that they be able to defend whoever or stop whoever. Yeah, exactly. I think okay. I think that's sort of that gets a good point of it across. Yeah. So okay, so one of the things that I was talking to Ryan about uh, while you were walking the dogs, I'm curious to know because. I've read the first couple chapters mm-hmm. of Kenshin, mm-hmm. and I've seen the first episode or two. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like there's pieces of that that intro to the series in this movie, but a lot of things got changed. Is yeah. this is this true to any specific arc, or did they take diff- pe- bits and pieces from different storylines and kind of mash them up together to make something new? Definitely took bits. Well, they basically took the first, I think, three or so arcs and just mashed them all together. Okay. Um, and I think they did a good job of it overall. Because I mean, and that's something that we've talked about going through all our bad live-action anime is, look, if you try and stay too true to the source material, mm-hmm. you can often shoot yourself in the foot. Because yeah, absolutely. You're either going to run out of time to say what, what needs to be said, or you're going to have to try and cram in a whole bunch of references so everyone understands that you're going over the course of this arc. Exactly, yeah. They, in this one, it feels like, at least from what you've said, it, it seems like they've taken some creative liberties in order to produce a better story. They definitely have. Um, there's certain things that I think that they've done that don't make sense. Like what? Uh, well, okay, so Gene is in this. Who's the guy. Gene? Gene is the guy that I said last Weird time. Eye Weird eye guy. We just talked okay. about him. <laughs> Weird eye. Gotcha. Weird eye guy. He is a character in the anime, and he's you know got the whole like stare at you, make you tremble in fear thing. He's very much about you know going around and fighting strong opponents because he's just into murdering strong people. Yeah. Um, but they've mashed him with a different character that I think you would have seen in the first episode, who is this big hulking former student the, of the fake Batosai. Yeah. Who's, who's this big hulking former student of, uh, Kaoru school, the girl that, that runs the, the martial arts school. Is he? Yeah. Cause, Cause I thought I, even when reading it, I thought he was just, he wasn't even a former student. He was just pretending to be to ruin no, he, his school. He was, he was definitely a former student. He, uh, was a former student back when her dad was around, like he, hmm, and he, okay. her dad kicked his ass and kicked him out of the school gotcha. um, and broke one of his fingers. He, it's a whole thing. Sure. Um, but uh, they've kind of mashed those two characters together. And the part of it that doesn't make sense to me is why he was bothering to say that he was using their school, their school's sword style. Like that just doesn't really track to you me. You mean in, in the movie? Yeah. Like it just, I don't think that ever came back around and explained like why he was bothering to. Pretend I think it was to just it. to give that little bit of conflict at the beginning. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Because remember, uh, what's his name? Opium selling dude. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to call him Opium Douche. Or or Gatlin Gun Dude, right? <laughs> or Underbite. That's, sure, that is, uh, Underbite, Swoopy Underbite's hair. better. <laughs> yeah. I like okay. Swoopy Hair, because those are much better than Gatlin Gun Dude, because Gatlin Gun Dude sounds pretty cool. Right. Swoopy Hair so, gets a lot more across who this dude is. Okay, so Underbite, Swoopy Hair uh, had said at one point, look, I need this school so that I own the whole block, right? Like, oh, I need to own right. all this. So yeah, maybe he was I want to build a harbor. And then and then he sent the dudes to try and buy the school from her for cheap. Right. Maybe so he was trying still, to ruin their name. So that, yeah. yeah. He was trying to ruin their names so that she'd have no choice but to sell the school. Okay. She has no students. Okay, that does make sense. Yeah. Okay. I, although although I I'll agree that they don't really give it that much attention. Yeah. At, at least that that's his plan. Yeah. It's just kind of thrown in there in a couple quick, like, yeah. oh, hey, he wants now, this. Now that you've pointed that out, like, that makes a lot more sense to me. I just don't think that they ever came back to it. And it doesn't really come back in a meaningful way of, like, I like that speech that Kenshin has when he go he kicks all those guys' asses of like, you know, a sword is actually meant to murder people. That's mm-hmm. its whole purpose. But at the same time, I like the naive stuff that this girl <laughs> is saying. She doesn't know any better, but I like it. You know, I, I that mm. you know, that 
that to me is where you know the whole uh, she has a sword style that affirms life or whatever. That's the biggest moment that that gets. And I, I think that they delve into it a little more in the show. But one thing that the show never really did was give Kaoru anything to do. Like she's just there to be the token <laughs> girl, and it kind of sucks. Like, it, it, does she not? Okay, because in this one she doesn't. She has no real fighting ability that's shown. She's it, like the keeper of the child. Like right, right. In, yeah. in in the show, does she get any better? Well, does she of, is she eventually able to help out? Not really. The thing with her is like she's imagine you had like a fifth level D and D character in a party of like twenty fifth level characters. Like there's just nothing that person is going to be able to do. They're just way too far down on the skill level, even though they're better than like the average commoner. You know, sure. So that's sort of where where Kaoru lands. She just never has quite anything to do except to be sad about Kenshin maybe killing people. But that doesn't. But Kenshin Kenshin doesn't need like the the tag along conscience because well, he has his own. I mean, he likes having somebody around. They're they're much more of I, yeah, a friend, I guess. <laughs> but you can have friends that are useful. Yeah, and that's what Sonosuke's for there. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, that's his whole that's thing. That's Big Sword Dude, right? That's Big Sword Dude. Big yeah, Sword, I love Sonosuke. Big Sword Dude. But, yeah, just to, you know, like, in, in, the, uh, in the anime, what her purpose is there is, like, she's the romantic interest. Like, that's that's kind of what her deal oh, is. Yeah, okay. She and, she Which and they didn't really play that. I mean, aside from a scene at the very end where she's very concerned for him, yeah. they didn't play well, up no, the there, romantic there was a bunch of, like, jealousy between her and uh, I make, uh, I was about to say meth, I make opium <laughs> Opium <girl>. cook? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Between her and female Walter White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there was when. There's a couple of scenes where, where she's like all like, worried every time she's like looking at like in the restaurant yeah. and anytime that Kenshin pays when attention he first to her, she's when she like, first uh, shows up and she's like, why don't you put on some clothes? Like, uh. yeah, I thought you that kinda, was just like a yo, some random naked. No, I, I definitely got a feeling of like. There's some I can see why you would not necessarily take it in the direction of like jealousy, but at the same time, I I it based on the context of the anime and the the manga, okay. like it's it's maybe, definitely yeah maybe that's a, why you didn't get it since since I didn't know that there was a romantic tie between the two, yeah. none of those scenes felt like jealousy. It just felt like yo someone I don't know has shown up and is not wearing clothes, which is this also is a valid point. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I just. She is one of those characters that I just wish gave more to, especially if you're going to do a new adaptation of it. Like, they've changed a lot of things for this. So, you know, make some weird girl henchman for her to fight if you're going to be weird about some dude fighting. No, her. no, because that's, that's the token, all... like, girl-on-girl fight that, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just there fair. so that she can fight. Like, if you're going to do something, have her, like, help out in defending her dojo or something. That would be better. Like, I do wish that she, you know, maybe fought, like, two or three of those guys, but sure. there's, like... 10 of them so right they can, and she, she doesn't win. train in the i can fight 30 dudes at once <laughs> yeah. School. yeah she which, trains in the i'm not actually gonna try and kill anybody school which <laughs> turns out isn't great for defending your school from 30 dudes right yeah that's the big thing of like and maybe this is sort of the intended point of you know the 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 thing that she's saying is actually just complete bullshit but at the same time it just it it makes her seem so much less interesting i you need to, for that to work i think that she needs to have a lot more heart than she ends up feeling like she has um she she needs to like be willing to put a lot on the line and get beat up and you know but to still do what she feels like she has to 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 affirm that well cuz she belief. she doesn't do much in the movie she's no. there she's there to pull kenshin into the story uh-huh. yeah and then at the very end she's there to be She's there to be, you know, what Kenshin has to defend. Yeah, yeah. she's the princess in the castle. Yeah, dude. right. That's, that's what she is in. Yeah. in the story as but well. But she's like, not anywhere. She's she's she doesn't show up in the rest of the story. She's yeah. not important to it, other than 
being the instigator of Kenshin showing mm-hmm. up and you know the odds for him to fight for right and and because the the show and the manga have so much more time to kind of breathe and that kind of thing they they have a lot more ability to show like a lot more comedic moments between the two a lot more just normal life between you know these characters and and showing different situations where Kenshin will get into a situation that you'd think this needs killing but then he comes out of it without killing anyone so and she can be more involved in that and and you know it, it, there's a lot more lower level people for that she can fight in those scenarios sometimes okay. but you know she's never going to get a a real fight in the show as far as i remember um but yeah it's sad that i think that she kind of gets downgraded in terms of importance in this story right so okay because this does not follow the traditional Kenshin storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just kind of summarize real quick, and then we can go into some of the specifics. So okay. the summary of the plot of this movie is... Kind of complicated, honestly. It is a little uh. bit. So so we see the flashback of Kenshin mm-hmm. uh, as the Batosai, the kill sword. It's yeah. pretty much him taking his vow. Right, right, and we see him, which is cool because he's he's (laughs) like the war is over, but someone's about to challenge him, and he just sticks his sword in the ground like, "Nah, I'm done." And that's the guy that's smoking the cigarette, the police officer that's who later becomes a police officer. Yeah. Yeah. Right after that, we see some dude, you know, kind of pull himself out of the wreckage of the aftermath of the war, Mm -hmm. come across Kenshin's blade, Mm -hmm. and this is Creepy Eyes, dude. Yes, which. Am I correct in assuming that he's using Kenshin's blade throughout yes. the rest of the yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. I, I wish, wish it... that they'd focused on it a little bit. Yeah. Like, w- have Kenshin recognize the blade or something. Yeah, that would have been really cool. I, I would have liked that as well. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's sort of the opening. Then we, then we cut to current day, mm-hmm. and Kenshin is traveling and hears rumors that someone is using his old name, Batosai, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and killing randos in the street for mm-hmm. fun, for whatever, nobody knows why, but yeah. using his calling, you know, using his name and calling card, yeah. impersonating him and murdering folks. Basically, yeah. Um, and then what happens after that? That's, is that when he meets... Uh, That's he when meets, he meets Karu. He meets Kaoru, and, you know, you kind of get a feel for their relationships. There's a little misunderstanding because he's got a sword and he explains, Oh, I've got a sword and it, but it's got a reverse blade. Yeah. She's like, Oh um, no, you're, you're the battle side. I'm going to yeah, bonk you. Exactly. Um, after that, I'm just going to skip a lot of complicated stuff that we can talk about if we want to, but there's basically a plot where there's a guy trying to take over this area so he can make a lot of money and he's doing it using very nefarious means, including like dealing drugs, like using people to, you know, hostile takeover of, of yeah, this little town. Yeah, he like his like homeless kind of samurai army. Yeah, to exactly. Like, yeah. And part of this and is... this is Underbite. Yes, this is yeah. Underbite. Underbite also uh, has this girl working for him named Megumi. Um, and, named opium cook. Yeah, and she's she's a doctor, and she can cook opium. And she runs away because she doesn't want to cook opium anymore. And mm-hmm. you know, kind of gets involved in kitchen stuff. And <laughs> I like stuff. how they, I like how they. She's like, there's no, there's no transition. Like as soon as she runs away, she's on the good guy's side, despite <laughs> having been an opium cook for like a long yeah. time. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, that is one thing that they play with more in the uh, in the show of like she's. You know, playing up how, you know, helpless and that kind of thing she is. But, you know, also she is a doctor and an opium cook. Yeah. Sure. It's, that's, She's that's like more Faye Valentine for uh, is, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. It re- she reminds yeah. Those characters remind me a lot of each other. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, after she kind of insinuates herself in Kinchin's group and a whole bunch of stuff happens. They go they out end to up, eat. They, uh, the, the, the important thing is she gets <laughs> kidnapped by opium dude again. 
No, and she, no, she runs skate. away back home. Yeah, she goes back to him. Yeah, but whatever. that's after we have to at least talk. Say we that don't though. We yeah, can no, talk no, no, about no. the individual no, scenes. No, no. We the, just need the overall to, picture to of eat, the story. They go to eat. Underbite comes to try and hire Kenshin because he Kenshin, kicked his dude's ass. Yeah, at, Kenshin at the refuses, and then Big Sword dude shows up and is like, like, "I'll do it. I'll fight him." To prove my worth, so you can pay me a bunch of money. He's like, "Well, y'all got to fight to see who I'll pay." They fight for a bit. Kenshin is like, "Yo, you gonna hire out your strength what to this loser?" What about your honor? And that guy's like, "Ah, screw it. Crap, I have honor <laughs> after all." Yeah, that happens. Then Megumi runs back to her thing because she doesn't want to get Kenshin involved. And then he's like, "Let's go and, bust this shit up." And then Kenshin is like, "Nah." That ain't happening. We got a saver. So they go back to Underbite's house and they just wreck everyone there. It's yep. super cool. There's some great fight scenes in there that I'm sure we're going to talk about, especially Sonosuke's, because it's maybe the best fight <laughs> scene in the whole movie. Um, and then uh, after that, they find out, oh, Megumi is here. Yeah, and that's good. But she says that Black Eyed Dude has stolen Kao, uh, Kaoru and <laughs> is, you know, trying to get Kenshin to fight him again. Kenshin goes and he fights him and... And saves uses, the day. Yeah, and saves the day. Like, there's there's more to it there and we're going to get into it, but that's okay. basically the big picture. That, that's, that's the big picture, seeing as it doesn't follow any of the actual arcs. Yes. Although, I think it... One, I do think it does do a good job of kind of welding several arcs together in a way that makes, for the most part, makes sense. Yeah. Um, but this is one criticism that I will have of the, the sort of middle chunk of this movie. There's a lot of this that I think you could cut down or edit down to make a little sharper because it feels like there's a lot of lagging points throughout hmm. this middle portion to me. Yeah. Um, it's a long movie. It is. It's like, it's like two hours, 20 minutes or something. Yeah. It's like, pretty It's close really long. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot of <laughs> my, story. My thoughts exactly, Ryan. <laughs> <sighs> there's a lot of story that, that needs to be told, and I think that they do a good job of weaving several different stories because there's parts of at least three or four different arcs in here. There are. And, and honestly, I could t- kind of tell mm-hmm. um, because different pieces, they didn't seem to fit perfectly. Yeah. Now, I think they did a decent job of connecting everything at the end, mm-hmm. but, but, but I could still tell like, okay, not all, like all of these stories aren't fitting together the way they should if yeah. they were all written as part of the same story. Absolutely. Um, which is, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Now they do a decent job of tying everything together at the end, but I, I don't know. That that's that is one of the criticisms I have. Yeah, um, I <laughs> I kind of just want to talk about all the fights because that's the sort of the the connecting thread is like you'll have a couple minutes of of you know goofiness or whatever uh, or plot, and then we'll just jump directly into a fight. Sure, um, sure. But you know, I I also don't want to discard all the goofiness and, and that kind of thing because some of that is important but at the same time like there's so much of it that it's kind of hard to remember all the specifics yeah well, if that and, makes sense. okay so speaking of the goofiness ryan you were saying that you the the majority of what you know of kenshin comes from samurai x right yeah and you've which def- is not goofy yeah you've painted no, that as a no, much darker a, a much what darker goofy anime. thing oh yeah. it no it is very dark so okay so what's your reaction to seeing this and seeing a lot of those goofy elements brought into it uh well i know it's a part of a roni kenshin right um, yeah but like we were talking earlier that's why i was never able to get in roni kenshin anywhere near as and, much as Samurai and X. And is that because you just don't like it or because you saw Samurai X first and that set the tone for well, what Kenshin is? As we like for to you. joke about, I like, you know, depressing, like, dark stuff. <laughs> sure, and, sure. And, and I mean, there is, a like, of course, a thread of truth to that. Like, that that's just the sort of stuff that draws me in. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say by any means that Roroni Kenshin's bad. 
Like sure, I think it's sure. well made. There's a good story. It's just not to my taste. It's just I not guess. your flavor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but what I have seen of it, I do like. It's just not something I want to sit down and watch. Like the 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 uh, action and everything yeah. in Roni Kenshin is almost as good as the stuff in, in Samurai okay. X. Okay. Just not as gory and you know people screaming and shit and bleeding out in the snow. <laughs> sure. Man, so, some of those fights are brutal. Yeah. Okay. So. That being the case, then, what did you think about the tone of the movie? Um, because because it kind of has elements keep, of both. Keep, keep in mind, it's been a long time since I've seen any Roroni Kenshin, but it actually felt less light than the actual show. Like, the, the comedy seemed fewer and far between. A little toned down? Yeah, not not to say that, once again, it wasn't like a dark or heavy movie, really, but yeah. like based on what I remember of Roroni Kenshin, I, I expected there to be more like sort of jokey, like... Not necessarily sight gags, but, but stuff you know. like the thing at the beginning where he's kind of like she's taking swings at him and he kind of just appears behind her and is like, "Yeah, or you missed me." Like you know, like behind and I'm sure we'll get yeah. into more detail later. But there's a particular fight scene that, like, a good portion of the fight scene is actually kind of like jokey, like, "Haha, we're gonna take a break." And <laughs> uh huh, yeah, like, yeah. Like I expected more of that sort of stuff. And when that scene came, that like I actually really enjoyed that scene. Like, okay, I, I, think, I think they it, did really well. It like broke up the serious seriousness. Yeah. I honestly think it could have used a little more of that uh, yeah. throughout the movie. I, I could um, see that, especially if you're a fan of like Roni Kenshin. Yeah, like, feeling like oh, there's a little bit of humor missing here. Yeah, just a bit. Like it, I don't need, think it needs a lot because the thing that one of the things that makes I think Roni Kenshin really great is that it does such a good job of juggling the really really serious bits and the the like more goofy comic now when, when you say really really serious bits do you mean do, do you mean thematically or do you mean like it's the action is okay you know this is a little more adult um, like when, what do you mean when you say the serious bits so with Kenshin, a lot of times it's sort of like the dichotomy in Kenshin's character. There's a lot of times where he is just complete goofball, and there's a t- there's times where he is hovering on the edge of murdering a guy. Yeah, like uh, and and I think that with for the majority of the series, they do a good job of handling both of those tones. Like you you re- it's with that kind of. Uh, uh, huge difference in in the way the character can act it can feel as though he is schizophrenic or it could feel as though this is not uh, one character but you know two two separate characters but they do such a good job of explaining where Kenshin is throughout the series emotionally that you understand that no this is this one thing is the thing that he is trying to repress mm-hmm. and this is the kind of person that he wants to be but things keep happening that keep dragging him back towards this darker side of himself and i think that they do a good job of of keeping that as serious as it needs to be like it doesn't get to the point of like uh of the crazy mass murder that happens yeah. in samurai x but you do get the sense that that is a thing that the guy did. Like, it's not a surprise yeah, it's when you like go it's like always back. there right under the surface. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially, and, and I think this is a good time to talk about the flashback to, I guess it's one of his first assassinations. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you get into that? Because I think that that scene does a really good job of painting the picture of, okay, this is this is what he's right. holding back. And this is actually um, pretty much taken directly from a scene Samurai in X. Samurai yeah. X. Yeah. Okay, so this, of, okay, this comes from X, not... Yeah. not the Roroni Kenshin anime. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, he he basically comes in and there's you know these people are saying look if you work for us if you be an assassin for us you will kill people but by killing people you will you know save lives because well, this I, will end a war quicker yeah. you know that kind he, of thing. And I think it's interesting that even in this scene he said like he still shows some reluctance for killing. Yeah. In this in this scene he's still saying okay I'm not a fan but look if it's gonna get us to a to an era of peace quicker then I'm I'm down. Right. Yeah. 
and and he comes in and he murders these guys and it's like swift and brutal and bloody yeah it's not a fight it is no it is straight up a murder yeah exactly (laughs) it's it's as much of a fight as if i walked into a room with a gun and just shot a bunch of people like that's not a fight that's just straight up murder and he is that good that these guys are trained warriors and this guy is so good that he makes them look like they are basically equivalently of unarmed people. Um, but one of these guys is sort of a younger dude, and he just keeps getting back up. And and it really hits home to Kenshin that, you know, when he's killing people so quickly, you can kind of understand how he could, like, turn off that piece of his brain and just ignore that. But this guy because, keeps getting because up. Because at that and, point, like, they're stormtroopers, right? It's, yeah. I've killed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like, at that point, it's just a number. Yeah, and he just kind of... he. <clears throat> they're no longer individuals. You can kind of see the glazed look in his eye where he's not really looking at the bodies and he's, you know, kind of fumbling in his shirt, getting the, the letter of condemnation thing that explains why he killed these people out and, like, throws that on the ground. And he's walking away. And you can already kind of see the PTSD in his eyes, but at the same time, it's not nearly as bad as when this guy keeps getting back up and like and pleading he, for mercy. Yeah, well, and no, being he, like, yeah, he's not, not just getting I'm up. I'm getting married to yeah. fully pleading for mercy, but saying like, I can't die. I, you know, I have to fight you, obviously, but I'm I refuse to to lay down and give up my life. Yeah. And, you know, but you get all the blood and all the gore of him having to repeatedly cut this guy down. And it really that to me is what explains why he stops killing and why he's so messed up by it more than anything else in the movie. Um, and it, it works better in Samurai X because there's more time to develop yeah, all a, that and stuff. And there's more there's actually more to it yeah. than that. What What's missing from this scene? Uh, okay, wh- it would take a whole movie. Yeah. With, like, no, like th- there's a whole movie that's pretty much establishing why he becomes Roni Kenshin. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, like this is this it has to do with where he got the other the other scar and yeah. the dude who he murdered fiance because he actually ends up falling in love with her and they go to like it's like a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a long story. But it's a really good story. It if is you ever a good have story. a chance you should go and watch the Samurai X movies. Yeah. All right, all right. But in this in this movie, this scene does exactly what you guys were saying. It it sets up the this is the brutality that he's holding back. Yeah, right? I just wish it could have happened like sooner in yeah. the movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, well, I'm, but I feel like they tried to give us that earlier in the well, movie like, with the opening scene. Well, when, a little bit. When, yeah. when Crazy Eyes grabs the sword, they it does like this sort. You can it, at least for me, it gave me this sort of feeling that like somehow he was having like flashbacks through through Kenshin when he grabbed the sword. I yeah. can kind of see that. I can so see I feel like that, that would have been a good time to like do that. Like go back to his first like serious kill serious Maybe. kills for that scene it, rather than waiting like an hour and a half into the movie. Honestly, I think what they might should have done is do this flashback scene first, then do the thing that actually starts the beginning of the movie and then just go through the rest of it. Because then yeah. you've got kind of the whole story of his uh of his you got his whole backstory in one little neat package there at the yeah. beginning and you understand i think going forward everything but yeah i mean we've 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 talked over that that opening scene a lot one thing that i do want to talk about since you brought up black eyed guy is when he murders all those policemen oh man Jeez. <laughs> yeah, brutal. like it is terrifying this guy is i wish there was more of him in the movie as a whole like he's kind of a presence throughout but like he, he's mainly only in the movie in this scene and at the very end. Well, and th- and this is the scene where and, and this this is the guy who found Kenshin's sword and is using it and is mm-hmm. pretending to be Batosai. And he's gone to the police station for oh to to try and catch uh, Opium Cook because Opium yeah, Cook has turned gone. herself yeah, into the police. He's, he's, for him after he's like, go catch her, but don't kill her. Yeah, right. exactly. And this guy just 
carves his way it's through a really people. badass scene yeah it's ridiculous like, where he like, stabs there's, there's one dude. scene where he he pins a dude to the wall with his sword someone else comes at him he slashes him up a bit flips him around and now there's two of them stuck to the yeah, wall just skewers that one, or when yeah. like he he's stabs making a little that, police shish kebab <laughs> when he stabs that dude with like i think it's with his own sword and then like pins him to, uh, to the, the pillar. pillar like yeah. of like several feet, feet off, off the, the wall ground. yeah yeah this guy is just a complete well, madman. Uh, and uh, the other thing that I really like is that he's got this special technique that, okay, one thing that I do feel like is missing from the original show is that, like, it's a lot more, you know, I'm going to do this technique and then explain to you the thing that I did. That yeah, they're you. like schools. Yeah, and they, yeah. They, there's all these interesting ways of using a sword that they kind of get into more. And you see a little bit of it, especially towards the very end of mm-hmm. the movie. But, you know, that's all throughout the, the actual show. Um, and this one of this guy's special things is that he can paralyze people um, with just a look. Like he's that terrifying. Is that he? You know, he can he can scare you into complete paralysis yeah. and then murder you, which is what he's into. So you know. <laughs> no, okay. An- another question that I had based on this mm-hmm. is: Kenshin something that's filled with a bunch of different supernatural powers, or is it similar to what the, he, the way he explains it in the movie, where it's just look. I've I've made myself so terrifying because I know that I can manipulate I I can paralyze you with fear. It's not they like try, they I have some superpower. It. Yeah, there's no overt uh uh magic or anything like that in okay. kitchen. It is all supposedly, you know, quote unquote realistic. It is su- it, it appears to be superhuman though. Like this yeah, isn't something like any dude can like yeah. go do. Like you got to have some like natural ability to right. do this. And and like later in the show, like Kinshin will do things like he'll be standing completely still, you know, upright, and then he and the other guy will just disappear and they're fighting each other, you know, so fast. Like the DBZ like Yeah, like <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay, like okay. that level of fast, but it's supposedly not magic. <laughs> so uh-huh. you, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I, I got you. Yeah, I got you. It's, this guy is honestly about as close to something like overtly supernatural as you really get in the show. Okay. Um, but, but, but he does, he does use that. He paralyzes one of the police mm-hmm. officers and murders him yeah. really quickly. Yeah. And then later on, when he's fighting Kenshin, yeah, he, he uses this again. It. Yeah, but let's let's save that for the for the ends because that is the end of the movie. No, no, no. I'm no, talking, talking about, about when like, he saves yeah. Karu right at, the first oh, yeah. time yeah, when under he saves the bridge. And oh, he, that first time, yeah, he does use it. He tries to use and it. And he's Kenshin, like, oh, and it like, doesn't work on you. Yeah, and like he like the way that Kenshin's moving, he very quickly realizes, oh, this guy's actually badass. Okay, yeah. Oh, that reminds me of one other thing, one bad thing. The fucking dubs in this movie, dude. Man. <laughs> Like <laughs> dubs were not good. Dubs were not good. Music was not good. If you watch this, watch it subtitled. Definitely there was a lot subtitled. of dead silence. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I sorry to sidecar everything. <laughs> no, but you're like right. That. I mean, I don't <laughs> like, feel like I don't feel like the voice actors for the most part did a bad job. It's not I think, the worst dub I've heard. Yeah, by far. Like I, I like the guy that does Kinchin's voice. I yeah. like the guy that does like Sonosuke. I like the guy that does uh, most of these characters. It's just kind of uh, not good overall yeah well and and i think one of the reasons is because they miss the tone a lot yeah where and there's sometimes where they get the tone really well i think like there's a couple lines that that fit really well but like for example the swooshy haired you know dude he's gotta be underbite? real hard yeah underbite he's gotta be real 
real hard to do the voice acting for just because he is such an over-the-top lunatic. Yeah. But you've got to hit the... He's a lunatic and he's evil, but he's also weird and goofy. Yeah. You, it's like it's like if you had to, to uh, dub Nicolas Cage into another language. Like, it would just be <laughs> so like, oh, difficult. Oh, what do we do here? Yeah, you got to hit the right level of absolute insanity. I want to hear the bees in other languages. <laughs> right? Because if you go too far under in, in insanity, it's not going to fit with the Yeah, nuts. it's not going to sell the character. Yeah, but yeah. if you go too far, you're just going to look like an asshole that's that's hamming it up too far which we which which is weird because we get both we get yeah. we get underbite whose voice actor is hamming it up a lot mm-hmm. like he's really hammy and then yeah. we've got we've got other characters who are very understated some some people nail it i think the guy who does weird eyes nails it yeah i agree with him uh, i think kenshin the guy who does kenshin nails it for the most part most part yeah i um, think that it's weird to me that they keep doing the oro thing that he does because like why i don't understand what the the logic was behind what Japanese they put this? it in yeah because yeah, well, like isn't isn't that not like is he saying something there because I always thought that was just like you know like it's like in one a, piece everybody laughs weird I thought that was like just kind of his thing well, it's sort of a verbal tick like Ver- Kenshin one of the things about his character that you can tell when he is in normal Kenshin mode and when he's in I'm about to murder people mode is that his his dialect will will change it's it, there's a distinct thing that you can do in Japanese that you know just feels like he's talking in a different way and you can kind of do it in English but not very easily at least not as it's easily. like getting a stern tone but there's more to it yeah okay. exactly like you literally use different words and it's just part mm. of the the Japanese language um and you know you can't really do that in in this and <laughs> I think Oro is sort of just a a weird verbal tick essentially of his it but didn't, it didn't bother me too much like I it it seems strange the first time he said it mm-hmm. but afterwards I but the first time he said it, it was in that really goofy, you know, trying to dodge, yeah. dodge her and hiding behind her and running behind a tree kind yeah. of scene. And because it was part of that goofiness, I was like, okay, this is just part of him being silly. Yeah. And so later on when he says it again, I'm like, eh, it's just part of his character. It didn't I, weird me out too much. It mainly only weirded me out just because I am familiar with different versions of this character and different versions of how they've translated him. And this was a weird middle ground to me that was just like, yeah. why are you doing this? Cause like it, the, to, to give you an example, like the, one of the things that his is sort of his catchphrase, I guess in the, uh, in the anime, in the, in the dub of it is, you know, he'll say things like I am such and such thing that I am like, he'll add like hmm. this weird that I am or that I, it, whatever that I is that I am, whatever. whatever sure. Yeah. But that kind of verbal thing, and that's the way that they kind of handled it there. And well, I'm glad they didn't in... include that because that, like that verbal tick, would be a, yeah. a little bit too weird in in this sh- it, in this movie. It works more or less in the dub. I think that it okay. it fits with the way that they handle it there. But yeah, it's just it was mostly it's it was like the uh, killer sword or whatever it is. Kill sword. Um, kill sword. Oh my god! Battle side so kill sword. Like. It was sort of like that of just like, why are you doing it this way? I don't understand your logic here. And it uh-huh. just stuck out to me a lot more because of that, I think. Well, okay, let's let's move on to the next fight scene. Uh, do we want to talk about um, Kenshin versus Weird Eyes the first time when they meet really. under the it's bridge? Not, it's not much of a fight. It's, like, like, it's, sort of uh... like, it's pretty much just establishing that although Weird Eyes trumps everybody else he's come up against... He recognizes Kenshin. Right. Game recognizes game. <laughs> pre- pretty much. Like He's like, oh, you didn't fall for my paralysis trick, and I see that you're evenly matched. You know what it's like? It's like that scene in sort of The Stranger where that guy throws the thing at him, and it Shut hits up. him in, the, not, in the thing. It's not, and like he goes, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. You blocked it so easily. You must have felt my killing intent. 
and no, they kind of no, feel like, like okay, you're ready. Sword of the Stranger, the dude randomly picks some rando dude out to chuck a to chuck an, a knife at, and, and then he one, realizes, oh, you got you can kind of fight. Okay, I got look, it. Look, look, look. If you guys want to hear more of our fight on that movie, go listen to our <laughs> podcast on it because Rick's Rick's wrong for a full hour and a half on that episode. <laughs> I am not. I'm the only sane man in that episode. Back to Kenshin. <laughs> Um, what, what's the next big fight that happens? I would say the next, like him you have him, officer? well, I was going to say him and all of the, the, the guys that show up to, to, you know, wreck Coward oh, School. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Is that part, that one is, I like, like I said earlier, I like that speech that he gives at the beginning, but man, he just manhandles these yeah, guys. And this yeah. comes, this comes really soon after Gene just wrecked the police station. And so it gives a good contrast of the way that Kenshin is like, he's also untouchable to these like low level dudes, but it's. A lot less brutal. Like there's that one guy that like he's beating up other dudes, but he just keeps coming back and slapping yeah. this one dude. <laughs> and it's so funny the way uh, that he is just like, bam, no, <laughs> slap, slap, slap. Uh huh. W- one of the reasons I like this scene when he's defending the school is because he, even here he's he's outnumbered what like twenty to one, something mm-hmm. like that. But you can tell that he still hasn't turned it on. Like yeah, this, exactly. This is still just Kenshin like uh, chilling. No, you know when he turns it on because that's when he starts using like the the handle of his blade and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, shit. yeah. But 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 in this scene, he's still like he's taking on these twenty dudes and not even breaking a sweat. Yeah, exactly. Like they this do is- a good job of ramping us. Like we've seen the power that he's had that he said he's you know turned aside from mm-hmm. right and then they do a good job of slowly escalating us up back to that power again well no, i like because like when he first walks into the dojo he does like a bow like he's about to go into a training <laughs> yeah. exercise and part, and then, i kept expecting him to like take his shoes off out of respect and that's how it felt like this yeah. is just me this is everyday training what's up yeah and that would be awesome enough if it happened like as he's walking into this situation he does the bow but no this is mid-fight yeah. he's already just <laughs> beat the trash out of a whole bunch all of these the guys outside. and then he's walking up the stairs and gives this little bow and then just continues <laughs> to just regulate on these fools it's amazing like i love that whole that whole bit that's one of the best things about watching a show like Roroni kenshin is that they it sets up all these situations where there are people that just need an ass kicking so bad mm-hmm. and then finally kenshin will show up and he will just deliver on that beating <laughs> that you've wanted for a while and this is that's what this scene is essentially these guys are just being complete assholes and kenshin gives them what they deserve but it still falls into the category of like the fun goofy fight. yes yeah it, it doesn't feel super serious because he's having such an easy time just wrecking all of them. <laughs> also because his enemies are goofballs. Like yeah. they're the they're like the stumbling around like hey, hey, Oh, well they're like low guy. level henchmen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I mean it's like it's like when you run into Team Rocket grunts yeah. and they're like, I'm gonna mess you up. Matata. Go with <laughs> and you're like, all right, bud. Like it's that kind Charizard of like, flamethrower. <laughs> Burn it to death. Exactly. It's that kind of like look, you're acting tough, but you're just goofy. Yeah. I'll exactly. take care of you. You're a yeah. speed bump at worst. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that is a good setup for when he kind of fights with Sonosuke because Sonosuke he sees him Sonosuke is big sword yeah he, okay. Kenshin gets taken to jail Sonosuke sees him in jail and sees uh I think his name is Saito but the police officer that's actually badass talking to him saying like hey I know you're actually the the Batosai I saw you in that that last battle yeah Sonosuke sees that and when you know later when uh Kenshin and the rest of the kind of dojo people are hanging out having dinner the Douchebag, swoopy hair, underbite dude shows up and 
uh, is like, hey, I want to hire you as a bodyguard. And Kenshin is like, no, I don't want it. And yeah. Sonosuke is like, I'll take that. That's a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Deal me in. And, and that guy is like, okay, beat Kenshin and we can, we can, we'll talk. Sure. Um, and I feel like this fight could be better, honestly. I kind of like the idea of it, but I think it lacks some, some impact that it definitely could well, have. Well, I, I, and I think the, for me, the reason it lacks impact is because Sonosuke doesn't feel as strong as he's bragging like he should be. Yeah. I'm fine with Kenshin dodging all his attacks, being faster, that kind of thing. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, big sword has a big sword. Yeah. Right? But it should still feel like he's in control, right? It, too much of it seems like he's just kind of flailing around with it. Right, exactly. When he should be, you know, he should have his own form, and it should seem like he has his own form. Yeah. And, but it doesn't here. It seems like he's just taking, you know, home run swings at him every time, and it also doesn't feel like his sword has weight. I want to see him, like, I want to see Kenshin dodge, and then Big like Sword a, takes the out... bridge shatter or Right, something. like he takes yeah. off the railing of the bridge with that swing, or, like, breaks, like, dents a tree, and it... So- like the, that kind of thing. The thing that I think would work is if they did more to sell what they do in the anime. Because Sonosuke's thing isn't that necessarily that he's really strong. He is really strong. Sure. But what he actually is, is freakishly tough. Like, in the anime, the way that this fight goes is Kenshin, like, is easily dodging all his stuff, much like in this. But he keeps hitting Sonosuke and beating the crap out of him. And the guy just keeps getting back up like it's nothing. Okay. And, you know, finally Kenshin is like, all right. Cool. I'll respect you. I'll use an actual, te- like, real technique and take you down. And the guy still kind of like gets up and is like, "No, I'm gonna fight you." And then he falls over. So it really does a good job to sell like what his main characteristic okay. is. And I didn't. And that's really cool. I yeah. didn't get that. From oh no, they exactly. don't sell it in the movie. No, like, no. they don't I do got, that at all. I got that he was really strong because mm-hmm. obviously the sword is huge. Yeah, and later like he throws it and like five guys have to catch it to hold it up. Right. And and later on, I get that he's kind of tough. Yeah. But not. Like, even close to abnormally tough. Yeah, Just exactly. like, he's a guy who trains level tough, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I think that they, they could have handled this a lot more. Also, it just doesn't have any of the emotional weight of the story there in, in the other thing. Because, like, Sonosuke's got this whole backstory and, like, a, a reason why he would hate someone like Kenshin and all that going into the fight. And he has his own, like, emotional journey with coming to terms with what Kenshin has become and, like, that a person can change and all all this other stuff. And in this, yeah. it's just, like, he kind of has a fight with him and then Kenshin calls him out on, like, are you, is someone as tough as you going to work for that guy? And Sonosuke's just sort of like, ah, crap, I guess I do have yeah. honor. No, and, it's pretty much just like, yeah, I beat shit up for money. And yeah. Like, no, and, you shouldn't. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't, it isn't nearly as cool. Yeah. And that's sad, because I, like, I, Sonosuke might be my favorite character in this movie, based entirely on his fight scene at the end of the movie. Can we just jump to that real quick and talk about that scene? Because it's hilarious to me. We're, we're, we're almost there. There's only a couple <laughs> so of fight scenes. We so did, we did skip the fight between uh, Kenshin and the police dude. It was really short. Yeah, but I don't know if it really matters. I really, mean, it was just showing really, how serious just, his vow was, yeah. right? Because the police, the police, got, you know, the dude with the cigarette, whatever his name mm-hmm. is, he is like, "Look, I know that you're, I know that you're Kenshin. I know that you're the Batosai. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to show up and start working for us. I'm going to fight you until you agree to do it." And when he sees that he's using the reverse blade, he's like, "You're a fool for using that," and I'm going to show you why. And he starts fighting Kenshin. And Kenshin lets him fight, pretty much, and eventually takes a wound from his own sword because of it. Uh, yeah, essentially, yeah. I, I think that this that fight between those two is really 
sort of a teaser for a fight that I'm guessing comes in one of the later movies because one of the like big iconic fights from uh, from the anime is the first fight between these two guys mm-hmm. where they really start to break out all the stops. Um, after Gene, Saito, this guy that we're talking about, the police officer, is the first person that really pushes Kenshin, if I'm remembering correctly, to the point where he might have to break his vow. Like he's that good and he's intentionally attempting to get Kenshin to co- go back to being uh, the the Batosai for, for various reasons. And yeah. I think that that's sort of, this is sort of a tease for that fight if they decide to do it later. Hmm. And I think they do a cool job of of translating that guy's techniques to the big screen. Like his whole like thing where he's got his hand out and the sword, like the tip of his sword is near where his hand is and he goes for a stab move. Like that's his his big technique. It's interesting. It's not, it's not nearly as flashy or impressive as some of the other fights that we see. No. But... I, it's, it's, a te- it's like really, I said, it's a it, teaser. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's the a, equivalent of that scene in Phantom Menace where they're on Tatooine and Darth Maul shows up to fight Qui-Gon and they fight for like 10 seconds. Like, all right, we're going to do this again later. Out. Sure. <laughs> like, yes, it's there as a teaser. And also, like you said, Ryan, it's there to establish how serious Kenshin is about his vow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Fast forwarding to um, Opium Cook has been captured <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Big Sword and Kenshin are like, Hey, we're gonna go rescue her. Time to show up. There's, there's a. This gets broken out into a couple different fight scenes. There's the one on the lawn, which right? Is fantastic. That's I love so this much scene. fun. That is, that's like the Arnold in the '80s scene where he just mows down hundreds of dudes. Oh yeah, easily. But it's the thing that I love that they really pulled off was they got Kenshin's speed in yes. this movie. And that is so impressive for a live action movie because it should look goofy when you do that kind of thing on, on screen. It didn't. But it looks like that thing where he's doing the thing where he's running and like he goes It's like form. a half power slide, half still sprinting on the ground. Yeah, like that it was is the awesome. coolest thing. And it it gets you this idea that yes, Kenshin is this like superhuman demigod of swordplay. Like even though you have a literal army of guys on this on this team, they can't do crap to him. Can't fight the god of swords. No, not at all. <laughs> and and then you have Sanos guy just punching people. Yeah, just, <laughs> just wailing on dudes, smacking them with his big sword <laughs> yes. for a while. He's like, "Hey, you guys are annoying. Here, I'm gonna pin you to the ground with my big sword <laughs> yeah. so I can punch more dudes." <laughs> and that that part was fun. I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed probably anything except Sanosuke's last fight, which I cannot wait to talk about. Which we're getting to because I mean they beat up everybody and yeah. eventually make their way inside the man- inside right. of Underbite's mansion. And Underbite has had these three underlings throughout the whole movie there's gene who we will not be getting in this part but he's kind of the, the climax boss because we've seen he's like on that's weird level. eyes yeah weird there, eyes. there's weird eyes there's the, mask monk then yeah the priest dude and then there's uh the guy bo- that sanosuke will fight <laughs> dude yeah. with dreads who boxes yeah pretty much um let's let's save uh let's save big swords fight for the last one <laughs> all right um Kenshin I really, and, I thought Kenshin and like Mask Monk's fight was really cool. It was a really cool fight. I Mask wish... Monk feels like when he pulled out the dagger and started mm-hmm. going to town, this felt like an assassin assassin, the way that I think of assassin. Yeah, right? yeah. It, like, it felt like the cloak and dagger kind of assassin. He felt like a ninja. kind of right. let down at first when he pulled out the guns, and I was like, oh, okay, he's just going to rush him <laughs> and like murder him. I got do it. like that he's got like the, 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 the tripwire thing that he's got going on, and the guns, yeah. and the knife. Like That, that is fun. It's that a gives... little intense. It's like, yeah, exactly. you got enough shit there, dude? <laughs> exactly. Like, it, but I think that fits, and it's, it makes for a really fun 
uh, thing because you kind of are cutting between this and Sonosuke's fight, and, well, and that helps that you have different levels I, and things so that are going on. Like throughout things it. that take place in like that sort of era, for some reason, have this weird like anachronism thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like pulling out guns and he's shooting shots and I'm counting the shots and I'm like, no, no, no. That's and way it, more it than 12 pulls, shots. Yeah, his, his, his revolvers have now shot too like much 30 in that shots. time period. Like, yeah. No, they had revolvers by then. Like this is. No, this I'm is saying like, 12 shots was too many. Well, if you've got two, well, two okay, like I'm thinking two guns. Yeah. Two. Okay, okay. Why does that matter? He doesn't shoot 12 times. He shoots like 50. <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I get what he, the point he's trying to make, though, but. I don't know. It brings me out of it. But then when he got close and he pulled out the dagger, I was like, oh, okay. I'm yeah. not, I'm not yeah. upset about this well, fight and, anymore. And, and I like because with the pistols, it still sold us on Kenshin's speed. Like at that He's point. He's blocking bullets with a yeah. freaking sword was upside he, wait, down. Wait, wait. Was he blocking it? Because I thought he was just yeah, no, dodging no, it. No, He's he literally bullets. deflected some of those bullets yeah. while hanging upside down spinning. from a thread in the yeah. air. Like, and that it's is spinning hardcore. the whole time. Uh-huh. Like that part made me laugh when it first shows him in there shooting at him. He's like spinning around like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Like it's crazy, but it, it, for some reason, I buy it. Like for whatever reason, I go along with how insane this absurdity is. And then when he pulls out, the, when Mass Monk pulls out the dagger, I I loved it. I love no, this that, fight that with the dagger awesome. and Kenshin mm-hmm. with his sword, but because it was so fast, yeah, yeah. it felt awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I love this fight. And they're there. I mean, that's pretty much all it is. Is they're going back and forth, being fast, and Kenshin is still just using the back of his blade mm-hmm. or the the blunt side, I guess, which right? Is the yeah. front, but yeah. The you know blunt I mean. side of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the dude, the dude's pretty much like, look, I'm in this for the money, and it's my job to kill you, it's and like, so you better kill me. Somebody's going to have to die before yeah, this qu- is over. Quit using that, because you're going to have to kill me. And Kenshin's like, nope, and just gut checks him. And I swear he must have broke like four of that dude's ribs yeah. that last shot. Yeah. It was brutal. Like I, I really like the way that Kenshin escalates throughout this fight, because you get the sense that he's having to bring out more and more of his killer side. Which is what I was saying. I think they do a really good job of slowly escalating Kenshin so that when he eventually has to decide whether or not he's going to break his vow, mm-hmm. it feels like he's justified in getting there. Like he's yeah. had to... He slowly had to bring more and more of that side of himself back mm-hmm. out to where it feels like that's the last option because he's been pushed to that point. Right. It's not just, okay, I've been able, able to be real lackadaisical and take it super easy, and now all of a sudden I'm presented with a hard challenge, I'm going to break it. Yeah. Like, that would feel cheap. But yeah. The way that they've built it up with all the fights escalating, how serious and how intense they are, mm-hmm. it really does a good job of making it seem at the very end like... Mm-hmm. He's actually forced into this right. decision. <laughs> I like how so Sonosuke's fight goes on at the same time and ends at about the same time. And let's I, talk when, about like, that fight when, now. Well, when he comes in like at the end of Kenshin's fight, I really thought that he was just gonna like either like break that guy's neck yeah, or like yeah, kick so him like, in the face. I got while he's him dead. for you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that no would that would have been really funny if like that guy's given this like you can't really fight me. You're not you're not worthy to fight me if you won't aren't willing to kill. And then Sonosuke just kicks him in the face and <laughs> like, shuts him. That's up. That why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the dude who finishes them off <laughs> okay so Sonosuke, big swords fight Sonosuke fights this monk and they're both fist fighters and that's Sonosuke's thing in the show so that's cool but like I love the way that they just are kind of like just beating the trash out of each other but there's this moment in the middle of the fight that makes it so much more fun Well, because, okay because they've kind of started off in the hallway and mm-hmm. then they've beaten each other up through the hallway and they and then find they, themselves in the kitchen yeah, and then they beat each other up through another room where they're chucking furniture at each other and then like they're fighting through the house and yeah. I like that like it seems like a 
a slow like at first the monk is just trash and Sonosuke. But to me, the way that I interpret it, because I know he's supposed to be a super tough guy, is that the guy just gets tired after a while, and that's when Sonosuke starts to get more <laughs> even with him. But in the middle of the fight, they're in they've the kitchen. They've worked their way to the kitchen. Yeah, they've worked their way to the kitchen. Monk guy knocks him down and and like it's starting to go in for another hit. And Sonosuke is like, no, stop, wait, right there, you stop. And he's like, I'm going to eat this chicken right here. And he just grabs it. He's like, you want some chicken, friend? That's the best part is that Sonosuke is like in the middle of eating this thing. He's like, hey, here, why don't you have some? He's like, I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) And And he takes it and he's like, actually, I'm I'm vegetarian. And then he prays for its soul. And then, yeah, he prays for it. And then while he's doing that, Sonosuke has found a bottle of liquor and drinks it. And then he's like, there's no no meat in here. And he's like, no, there's not. And takes it from him and takes his own drink of it. And then, and then there's he's like he kind of like stands up, brushes himself off. So, they start <laughs> working sword, themselves big, up. Yeah, they're they're pumping themselves up. And right as they're about to go in, he just grabs an egg, smashes it into his mouth. He's like, "All right, let's do this." Well, no, and you get like a feeling that they're they understand there's almost no each other. real like stakes in it. They're like, "We're both here. We're supposed to be fighting, so let's do there's it." There's no yeah. hatred there. They're yeah, not, no, they're not it's just angry two each other. dudes there who need to fight, and exactly. they're just like, "Let's both, do it." We both understand that we're on opposite sides of this. There's no animosity here, but I'm gonna break you if i can <laughs> you get the feeling that in world war ii on boxing day they'd be playing soccer <laughs> exactly yeah. they absolutely would. well no these two would be beating the trash out of each other <laughs> but for fun but for fun right. Yeah. yeah right that's just how they roll um, but, I, I forget how he beats the monk like <laughs> he just punches him like they just punch the well he punches no, him he has that wall. one amazing line he has that one amazing shot where the monks coming in with a swing and he punches the dude's fist into his own face oh yeah and yes. he, clips like, himself he in the punches face. him awesome. in the wrist and the monk punches himself in the face it knocks it's himself fantastic. out and then grabs him and full-on suplexes him oh uh, yeah and that, all that is after end. he like punches the guy's head through a like through a wall oh, and i don't mean Not like just grabbing him it was like, like his a head is cinder block, yeah. like wall. And he's, he's like, not grabbing the dude by the hair and smashing him through. No, he pops the dude in the jaw hard enough that the dude's head flies through a wall. Yes, it's so good. This fight, like I love how fast they make Kenshin. I love how cool they make Kenshin be throughout the movie. But this fight just has a lot of character to it, and I just love it. It's great. It's uh, great. Okay. Um, they <laughs> they they meet up. They go upstairs. There's Underbite, and he's got his Gatling gun. And they kind of come up with a plan, and I don't really like this scene, mainly because I'm comparing it to the version that was in the anime. Which is awesome. Yeah, because yeah. in the anime, so Kenshin has fought his way, you know, with his, the help of his friends through all these dudes. Like, there's four special dudes and, like, one top guy. And Kenshin and, and Sonosuke have essentially beaten all of them, and they get into this room, and out of... There's, there's complex stuff going on behind it, but the, the bad guy with the gun is just a dishonorable piece of crap. Sure, and sure. he you know is basically saying, I'm going to kill all of you because that way I don't have to pay you. As I think how it goes. I don't remember if that's exactly what it is, it, but yeah, it's something, it's something like that. Yeah, it's something along those lines. And so the the four guys that Kenshin has beat all give their lives to like draw fire from this Gatling gun and all huh. get killed by it. And Kenshin manages to be fast enough, thanks to these guys Sacrifice, sacrificing yeah. themselves. He's fast enough to get to the guy and stop him and like kill the Gatling the, gun. This is this. What happens here is just like, hey, we're gonna distract him so he can't decide who to f- shoot at, right? And we're all gonna be faster than the Gatling gun, which I kind of buy because this guy's such a loser. But at the same time, it's just not. It's but not the, the, the nearly as well, impactive. Well, the really, well, yeah. what it was is he was a complete fuck. He was a complete jackass. Yeah, he's shooting at the dude on the left. Has him pretty much pinned down at that point. He's like, you know what? I'm going to shoot at the dude 
now directly behind me and spin all the way around. Oh, and yeah, now exactly. I'm going to shoot yeah. up at the ceiling because Kenshin jumped up yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Underbite's uh, a, underbite is a doink. Yeah, he is a doink. It's... Uh, they, they, they stop him. He goes and rescues Opium Cook, and she, he's like, yo, how you doing? And Opium Cook's like, yo, uh, they took what's <laughs> hey, her name? About this. <laughs> what, what is Thanks her name? Thanks for saving me. Kaoru. Kaoru. They, they took Kaoru, and uh, Weird Eyes is, is going to kill her. And Kenshin's like, ah, crap, I got to run. Yeah. And so he sprints off to go save the day with Kaoru. Which, man, like, okay, so Jine's whole thing is that he wants a good fight, but, like, Kenshin has fought, like, so many people tonight. <laughs> you uh-huh. got to think that he'd be like, okay, look, I got your girl. But I want you to have a yeah. good night's sleep. Let's I want you to have tomorrow. a have a meal and well, then no, no, we'll no, because it's not just that he wants his fight; it's that he wants to draw the, the Batosai out right. of him. Yeah, that's he's fair. like, look, you've repressed this Batosai spirit that you had. I'm going to call that up until you have no choice to basically become that monster again. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I like the way that even this fight has levels of escalation. Of like, Kenshin gets in there and he's just getting he's getting beat. Which, you know, it honestly doesn't feel like Kenshin is getting beat because he's tired. It feels like this guy is actually better than him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the guy's like, no, nah, this isn't good enough. I know you got more. And so he uses his technique and he uses an advanced level of it that paralyzes Kaoru's lungs. So, so she, she is can't suffocating. Breathe. And the only two ways to get out of that are if she manages to overcome it. Like through willpower. Yeah. Or if uh, Kenshin kills him. And so Kenshin is like... I like that first part where Kenshin like leaps across like 50 feet and cuts him in the face and is like, fine, I'll kill you. Yeah. Like th- <laughs> that moment is super cool, but they keep fighting a little bit and Kenshin is like, you can tell Kenshin is like forcing himself to do this. And it's not until like he finally gets to the point where like, no, okay, fine. I really have to do this. And that thing he does with his hand where he like brings it up and it looks like he's like, like cracking his, his knuckles. double joint or something. Yeah. Like there's something about that hand that is just so cool, but it's not nearly as cool as when he like crouches down and like has his sword behind him and like it's sheathed and he's getting ready to do the draw style thing because that is its own whole that's style of sword thing. fighting and that yeah. is in in the is, show is that like an, another one of that's his, when like, you know shit's about whole, to go down yeah that's okay. his his main thing is that like he, his the reason that his sword is really fast is because like when you're drawing a sword you can put pressure against the sheath to pull it out and that gives you more like once that pressure is released it pops out it and pops he, out and it's he, faster and that's an actual sword technique thing and it's just he's it, so strong that when he doesn't does it, it like but cut you or something too uh, i seem to remember there being something i think that that. there's a special thing that he does at some point where it like breaks the sheath and cuts him or something like that but it's the important that much pressure on it right but but the important thing of it is is that like when when kenshin starts using this style you know it has gotten real and you can you can tell that when this we get here because kenshin kind of looks crazy at this point like he looks really intense well and and it's that his intentions have shifted, right? Because yeah. before, his intentions were to stop the fight and rescue Kaoru. Yeah. Now you can tell when he gets down into that stance and the look in his eyes, you can tell, okay, it's no longer about the rescue. Right now, his goal is to, to kill. kill. No, yeah. yeah, no, he's bought his eye again yeah. is basically yeah. what's going on there. Exactly, yeah. He is now the kill sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I hate it so much. So much. But yeah, like, and I, I got to really credit the actor on this. Like, he does a really good job with all of the different levels that Kenshin has of, like, being goofy and silly and being, yeah. like, serious and then being like, oh, shit, he's going to murder you. Yes. Like, the, those are all very different 
tiers of seriousness with the character and like especially this last one because I feel like this one is the most important to nail like you have to really sell me that you are a a straight up murderer like stone cold assassin level bad guy and and that is the look that he gets yeah which is which is real again like you said credit to that actor because Mm -hmm. earlier on he was dancing around with his little like (laughs) sausage stick like trying to hide around behind trees and stuff Uh and he and that was also believable. He was believable as the the goofy, lovable friend. Absolutely. But he's also really believable here as the mm-hmm. dude who is going to kill you in two seconds. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he he uses this cool technique, and it's it's better again in the anime because they exp- can ex- explain all the different techniques that are going on, and like the the bad guy in in the anime, the bad guy like uses his technique on himself and it like pumps him up Hmm. like he he like uses the mirror reflection in his sword to stare into his own eyes and like psych himself into this like super muscular state it's Hmm. it's kind of ridiculous but it's it's also really interesting and he's psyching himself into believing that he can kill kenshin even in this batosai state and he thinks that he has because he dodges the first attack with the sword and then Kenshin like breaks his arm yeah. with the other one, which is what he does in this. And so I'm glad that they got the technique in here. That's good enough. But the anime just does a better job of like explaining the specific te- sword techniques going on. You just can't yeah. do that really in in this format. Um, but like he does that, and then Kenshin, that moment where Kenshin's got the sword like raised straight up above his head, it's reversed, so you know like. And I like that he, it's a, he's turned the killing side. It's a good thing that it's a katana and it's got that curve, so you can tell when What's it is actually reversed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that helps a lot. But then. Kaoru, like, you know, heroic will powers her way into to breathing again, which honestly doesn't work real great for me in this movie because they haven't well, sold their relationship. And to it's me. so telegraphed, anyways. Oh, like, you know as soon as he's, yeah, as yeah. soon as he's like, they hear your two options. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I oh, okay. wonder what's going to yeah. happen. But to be honest, like, that, that, that still doesn't take away from the moment in the anime for me because. I've been so yeah, on their relationship. You more. understand in, why it's yeah. happening, but, the, but yeah, in this, it's just like, here. of course, this exactly. Is what That's the big problem. I mean, in this one, it's like it, it is as telegraphed as if he had been like, "Look, there's two ways she can break out of it: either you kill me, or a coconut falls on her head." And you look around in this deciduous <laughs> forest, and there's a single <laughs> coconut tree above where she's sitting. It's yeah, like, it's I wonder what's going to happen here. But the thing that really sells it is that you really. By this point, you know you've had you've seen Kaoru go through a lot of stuff with Kenshin, uh, in in the anime. Yeah, um, you've seen her go through a lot of stuff with Kenshin. You understand that the reason that she's breaking out of this isn't like to save her own life or you know just you know she's really stressed out by the situation, man. It's because it's that she, she knows how important this she really is to exactly. Well, she, she believes in it too. It's exactly. not just for, yes. uh, Kenshin that exactly. Believes in it. It's but it's it's that she understands how much this means to him and that he is willing to murder this guy and go back on all these years of 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 kept having kept this promise you know he's willing to break that for her and that's what make gives her kind of the the power to get out of it and that's just not sold here in no. this movie it's just sort of like okay he's the good guy he can't actually kill her so she needs to break free of it well okay and and that kind of leads me into one of the last things i want to talk about um because we've we've covered all the main fights mm-hmm. after the you know he do- he doesn't kill weird eyes and then like okay they go home and everybody's yeah. happy hooray hooray that does lead into the last thing i want to talk about which is it's not a perfect movie so i want to hear what your guys thoughts are on 
on some of the faults that you had with the movie because we've been we've been talking a lot about what we liked, mm-hmm. which is good because we finally got a live action anime <laughs> movie that was good. Yeah. Um, but it's not perfect. So, what were some of the complaints that you guys had? Because I've got a few myself, but I'm I'm interested to hear what you have. I think the pace is is very off in a lot of places, especially at the end. Like this ending drags hard yeah, after that... after the guy gets taken down and, and the fight's over. Like it, Kauru has this like long super ass long speech. like soliloquy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just and she keeps going and she keeps. There's like five places where it could have ended and it'd be like okay. Well, and that's there's good like enough. these breaths, like long breaths between <laughs> then, like each word. It's like Jesus, lady, and I, spit it out. And I think the thing that they were trying to get is that like she has to keep talking Kenshin down, like and to really bring yeah. him down a lot. But it doesn't really sell that, and so it doesn't quite work. And it just feels like she just keeps going on. It's it's like if okay, we're we're all Southerners here. If you've ever been in a like a thing where someone is praying. And like you think they've stopped. Oh, like right before dinner, like the exactly. dinner prayer, and it's like, dude, come on. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, then, Lord. <laughs> yeah, Lord, just just bless this just thing, and just just please take care of us, and just and just then, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like that. Um, and after that. We've got this scene where Kenshin is is carrying her away, and the music swells, and you think Perfect it's over. Perfect time to end it. And then there's like two more scenes. Because <laughs> then we've got to see them arresting all of the the bad samurai. Which who and... gives a crap about that? Well, it's like okay, yeah, obviously something's gonna happen. Like who cares? Well, yeah. and, and I get it if if you're trying to set up the next movie, right? But but they're not. I really. Okay, like, I'm, I'm wondering because I've not, I haven't watched the show, so I don't know if something they say is like, oh boy, no, I can tell that they're sure something. Up. That that's Dunsey's right there, as far as that dude's concerned. At least okay. unless they change something for for this, yeah. for the next movies, because there are two more movies after this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's just it, this goes on for freaking ever. Yeah, but and that's the worst of the pacing. But there are pacing issues. I feel like throughout the movie, like mm-hmm. if there's not a fight scene going on. It's not as good as it could be. Like they they just don't have the time to to work on this many characters. And honestly, I wish that they had had shrunk the cast a little bit to to make it work better. Like like the kid Yahiko, he doesn't need to be in this movie. He, like he's What an, was his point? Is he an actual character? Yeah, he's yeah. an actual character in, he in the does show stuff and he, in the show. Yeah, like later like he is a, he's a student of of he does what honestly Kaoru should have done, which is get good at at her style of swordsmanship and kind of has some minor fights throughout the show. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like just he doesn't need to be in this movie. Honestly, I I just like I like Sonosuke. I just wish that they had done more with him. They didn't need the police officer, for example. Like there's there's so many things. Like they did a good job of condensing several parts of this movie of the of the anime into one movie but i feel like it needed to be condensed even more so that we could get more character moments gotcha uh how, how about you ryan i didn't really buy most of really the relationships period in the movie between the characters yeah um for me it was definitely the action carrying a lot of the movie and i think being at least somewhat familiar with the franchise helped fill in some of the gaps yeah, that I kind of feel like yeah, may definitely. have been there. I think I, I definitely agree. Yeah, and then uh, there's, I mean, y'all heard me complain about it a couple times, or not really complain, but make cracks about it throughout the movie. Uh, the the whole reverse blade thing to me doesn't quite carry over into live action, uh, as far as like the force that's being people are being hit with and everything. Yeah, there's a and lot like, of times in the anime where like you feel like, oh, that guy should be dead. Like yeah. I don't care that you're using reverse blades. Yeah, like you, you just hit him at like skull. You just yeah. hit him at like light speed with that thing. Yeah, 
Uh, and and that shows even more so in in the movie to me. Because mm-hmm. uh, there were times because he's like, hitting him with it, a metal stick and like bashing people's heads in. Well, yeah, like crazy eyed dude. He's like covered in blood, like right yeah. before because he just smashes him in the head like mm-hmm. that one time. Yeah, but th- I, there's like. The fights were well done, obviously, but there was something about some of the kineticism there as far yeah. as that went that kind of like pulled me out of it every now and right. then. I gotcha. Uh, those were the two big things for me. Okay. I, and the dubbing that I mentioned earlier, but that's right. everybody ever. Well, and and I think you guys covered a lot of the things that I was going to touch on. Uh, wh- one of the big ones is similar to a lot of the criticisms we've had in previous, in, in our bad live action anime movies, is that... Is that we don't really get sold on the relationships between the characters. Now yeah. I think because they do a really good job of establishing some of the main characters in this one, like Kenshin is really well established. Yeah. And you really get his motivations and you really get the reason that he's taken his vow and et cetera, et cetera. And because of that, it carries that character. So many of the other ones, an integral part of their characters were the relationships that they have. Yeah. And I'm not gonna say like I'm sure that the relationships that Kenshin has are very important in mm-hmm. the anime. Which we don't really get here, exactly, but it's yeah. the movie is still carried by the individuals. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen more of the of the relationships fl- filled out. I guess. Yeah, we just need more character moments. Like, like honestly, I love all the fights that are in this movie, but take a couple out and give that time to developing the relationships between these characters. I, I wouldn't even say that because the movie is one of my other complaints is the movie's incredibly long. Yeah, it's it's almost two and a half hours not quite but but it feels like it too yeah uh there are definitely several points that drag out and Mm -hmm. there's several points of of dead time well to be fair if you cut off the ending at that first scene that's like two hours right there (laughs) yeah um just with Kairu's speech yeah um but the the whole scene in the prison doesn't need to be there um it kind of it really doesn't it really doesn't because probably you can have big sword show up and the first time we see him is in that diner and it would still work just fine i think so like i i honestly i think they don't have any interaction in in the jail all we see is that okay for those that know the show they know that's where he he finds out who he really is because when he first meets him he's like Oh, but I know your body I think the I think the sure. thing that they need to take out entirely is just take out uh take out the policeman dude. Like he's sure. a cool character and I, I like him and I'm I'm excited to see more of him if yeah, we watch I, I think you're right that series. they're gonna they're they're that's setting up for another movie yeah. and that's really all that was. But you don't have time to set up for other mm, movies no, in this. No. Like take him out completely and, and give that time to developing actual relationships between characters that are, you know, main characters. Yeah. Give me a reason why Kauru and Kenshin care about each other this much. Which which would especially with her being the stakes at the end that's really important yeah you need yeah. to know why he cares for her so much uh, i'm able to buy that he cares for her because he's just a nice guy that doesn't mm-hmm. want people to die but i don't get that there's any romantic interest between right them. Yeah. give me that and give me a little more to sell the 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 respect between kenshin and sonosuke like that yeah. built that their friendship is based on like and honestly that could mainly be, be could be mainly be done by improving their fight like have kenshin just beat the crap out of him and have the guy keep getting back up. Like yes. that would that would change that. Immensely. If you change the way that that fight plays out, yeah, you improve Big Sword's character a lot. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I I think that this kind of naturally leads into our final thoughts. So I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this. Um, I've only seen, like I mentioned before, I've only seen a little bit of Kenshin. I liked what I saw. But now I'm, but I, now I'm a lot more interested after having watched this movie. Uh, this has piqued my interest more than just the first few episodes did. 
Uh, and so I'm interested in actually going back and watching more of it now. Is that different from you from the other anime movies we've watched? <laughs> yes, incredibly so. Well, no, no, because all the other animes, the anime movies we've so watched, can't I've already this seen. Bad. I need to go back and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like. I'm I'm interested in going to watch more. Um, I think my favorite part of part of this movie were some of the fight scenes and specifically some of the just the really cool things they did to sell us on Kenshin's speed. My favorite of all of those moments has to be when he does his little like power slide but he's still sprinting despite sliding it's so cool it's it like was a motor- so cool it's the way you described it when you first saw it is like a motorcycle when they're like leaning all the way over when and they're still going, going so yeah. fast that they're basically parallel they're basically lying down on the ground but still just flooring it yeah, around the curve that's how it feels that's how it feels and i don't know i have not i you know i've seen when, when big head punched a dude's head through a wall that was really cool mm-hmm. but i've seen people's heads get punched through walls in other in right. other movies yeah. i've seen people deflect bullets with a sword in other movies mm-hmm. i have not seen someone do that power slide sprint <laughs> yeah and before. that looked like practical it yeah. did it yeah. did <laughs> it was not there was no like oh man that's super cheesy like it felt really no cool. it looked like a dude right, was yeah. running sideways like if somebody was like no that dude really did that i'd be i'd believe it yeah <laughs> it looked legit that's got that that specific move has to be my favorite in the movie uh, my least favorite part of this movie—it's kind of a toss-up. The dub and the sound design are really bad. Um, the long runtime kind of kills me. Those two hit me a lot throughout it. But going back and talking about it now, I think what I would have loved the most would have been if they'd really sold me on the relationship between Kaoru and Kenshin. Yeah, uh, that is not my least favorite in terms of things that bugged me, but it's my least favorite because you guys have described what should be there mm-hmm. and i think it would have added so much to it it's just it it felt like a little bit was missing but after you guys described it to me now it feels like there was a lot of potential there that got yeah I, I think that's what, what it would really be about right not so much that it was bad but right about what it could have been exactly and yeah. so i and so i think that that's going to be my least favorite part of the movie is just that they missed out on that potential on something that like this movie's pretty good yeah um all in all I enjoyed the movie. I'm more interested in the series, and so I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it four reverse blades out of five. Sounds good, Ryan. You want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, I, I like the movie as well. Um, I did feel it was a little long uh, towards the end. I did find myself uh, looking at my, my phone a little bit. Um, <laughs> what during Cowher's thirty minute speech? Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> when, no. When that happened, I was like, I can legit go up to the bathroom. I'm not going to miss anything. And I did go up, went to the bathroom, and did not miss anything. Nope. By Came the back, way, still in that yeah. speech. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, uh, probably my least favorite thing. Um, I mean, really, I. I almost feel like we're all three going to say the same thing, but it, but it's the relationships between the characters. Like everything else that I didn't quite like about, like about the movie feel kind of like nitpicks, like the dubbing and, you know, the kineticism that I mentioned like earlier. Um, it's just sort of nitpicky stuff. It didn't take me out of the movie or anything. Um, so yeah, definitely would be the relationships. Um, as far as my favorite thing, I don't want to steal yours, Rick. Um, <laughs> dude, no, dude, but, dude, but it is. Whatever it, your it, favorite it is. It was my the 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 fight between uh, Saito and Monk, dude, or not Sano- Saito? Sano- Sano- fucking big Japanese sword. names, dude. Um, I tried. Uh, yeah, big <laughs> big sword guy and Monk guy. Uh, it. It, it was nice having that little comedic break in the middle of the fight. It, it got an yeah. actual like chuckle out of me, other other than just like blowing air out of my nose, sort of thing that I normally <laughs> do. Um, uh-huh. So, uh, all in all, I don't know why I'm reticent to give it like a four. So I'll say 3.5 reverse blades. All right. All right. 
So I, I'm really glad I pushed to do this one because, uh, you know, this to me proves that you can make a fun, good movie out of an anime. Like, it's, it's definitely possible. Things like Ghost in the Shell, things like Death Note, things, things like freaking Avatar. <laughs> they don't need to be the trash that they are. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I feel these days about, like, the need for a live-action version of an anime. I feel like, you know, you're kind of losing some of the stuff that, that is needed. To, to, and I feel like a lot of people feel like the reason they want a live-action thing is because it somehow gives it legitimacy if they make a live-action version of their, their cartoon. But, man, this movie is fun. Like there, the 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 only thing that I will say the biggest gripe is that watching it again, I feel like I could get most of my my favorite parts of this experience by looking up the the fights on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, and that's because there's a lot of just in between moments that aren't as fun. Like the first moment where Kenshin first meets Kaoru is about as fun as the interpersonal stuff gets, and that does make me sad because that is a a big fun part of the actual show. Um, but you know, and and losing that makes the movie a lot worse. Uh, but honestly, and that is my fa- my least favorite thing about this this movie is the the bad interpersonal relationships. They're just not as interesting as they honestly should be. Yeah. And most of I feel like a lot of my enjoyment I'm bringing in, you know, from knowing those characters and knowing their their relationships from from having seen the show. Um, and I wish that this was something that you could just sit, sit anyone down and and have them really come away understanding all of the characters. I know you had a good time, and I'm glad that it gave you more interest to see the show, but I think that it didn't get everything that it could have been. Uh, but my favorite thing is just all the fights are freaking amazing. Like, mm-hmm. they all have their own unique thing going on. They all have a, a good purpose to serve in the narrative of the story. They do a good job of selling what Kenshin is and his fighting style and, and giving everyone a unique fighting style, um, which is something that, you know, movies a lot of times will feel like, especially these highly choreographed things, they'll feel like everyone is just doing the same wire foo moves. Yeah. Um, but everyone in this feels like they have their own thing going on, and that's so cool to see. Uh, but yeah, my favorite, th- my single favorite thing is definitely Sonosuke's fight. Like it just is so unique within this movie. Uh-huh. As much as I love Kenshin's general, like just speedy sword, you know, type thing that he's got going on, that thing just makes me laugh every time I think about it. And I just love. Is that it the moment. fight itself, or is it the pause? In no, the it's, no, it's definitely the, break. the pause. It's, it's absolutely the break. The break. Yeah. Yeah. The break is the best <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah, it's when, it's specifically the moment where he's like, "There's no meat in this," and hands it to him. And the guy's like, "Yeah, you're right. Let's let me let's, drink let's up. Let's have some of that." Yeah, and them just psyching each other. It's the themselves up to just punch each other in the face again like that's <laughs> i love it I like just there's some like interesting feeling of almost camaraderie <laughs> yeah <there>. exactly <laughs> and honestly that's what i needed between him and kenshin of that feeling yeah. of we're friends now because we punch each other yeah. in the face <laughs> yeah like that's such an anime trope but it it is what you really need to sell here and i don't think think they did and that makes me sad but this fight is just so fun uh, so overall, I'm I'm gonna give this movie. I'm also gonna give it three and a half reverse blades out of five. Um, okay. The fight scenes are amazing, and if it was just on the strength of those alone, it would probably be like a four and a half, or maybe even a five. Yep. But the the stuff around that just kind of drags it down a lot, and that that is unfortunate. Um, but yeah. Well, and you know what? I I give it a four, and I'm there's the possibility I might be rating it a little higher just because we've finished. Off the string yeah. of terrible anime movies. That's possible, because, yeah. Man, there were some stinkers. In it. Mm-hmm. Okay, which did you think was the worst of the four? Avatar. Avatar? Hands down. Not even a question. Same. Yeah, okay. I, Just I, how boring that damn movie was. Yeah, it's incredibly boring. Now, if I'm going like the the one that like I dislike the most, it's probably Death Note. Because that movie just sucks the 
air like okay. that one makes me the angriest yeah because like death note no 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 sorry dragon ball evolution yeah i, I was forgot about, about to that say for a dragon oh, ball made fun. me way more dragon ball well, and, and i haven't seen a lot of dragon ball so that <laughs> dragon ball saves me there is sort of like death note but to more to more of an extent like just a direct insult yeah to, it's like borderline blasphemous yeah like it's it's <laughs> as though they were actively attempting yeah. to make it a stupid, shitty version of Dragon Ball. It made like, you furious? Yeah, that's just terrible. But Avatar is just freaking boring. Yeah. And that, to me, is a bigger sin, I think, than being bad and I can get angry about it. Well, I tell you what. If our listeners want to hear more of us getting really angry at movies, uh, they can <laughs> Go find... listen to Sword of the Stranger podcast. <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> and they can find Sword of the Stranger podcast on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, OpinionatedMovieReviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether that's your thoughts on our episode or suggestions for movies we should review. If you get a chance, please... Actually, I want to oh. stop you right there for a second. Hey, if you want to hear us review the other two like Kenshin movies, we don't plan to right now, but if you guys want to want us to review the other two Kenshin movies, let us know. We will do that. I'll watch them. Yeah. yeah. No, like, like I enjoyed this one. I'd be happy to, but we're not going to plan to unless we hear from you guys and you tell us yeah. that you want us to. Or so. until like a year later when I'm like, guys, I really still want to I want to watch these. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that being said, reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, if you get a chance, leave us a rating on iTunes. Between that and you guys sharing us with your friends and family, those are the best ways we have of reaching out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for listening. <laughs>